So a lot of times as an investor or a new investor, you think like, well, I got to find the next best thing. But what I like to refer that to as is being the trailblazer. And so that's the danger of anytime you're a pioneer, um, it's, it's a treacherous journey. And part of being a good investor is not being the pioneer. People think it is. They want to be the one that spotted that trend before anyone else. But really what I found out the secret to being a good investor is kind of spotting the trend. So you want to be the person that spots the trend of what's working out for people versus saying, yes, I was the pioneer. gentlemen welcome in to the pre-retiree show your go-to podcast for your finances your career where we help you avoid the big mistakes and where we learn from people that have done amazing things i'm your host wealth manager lee michael murphy and today i'm doing something different i didn't get a chance to coordinate with my pals sergio and they're off today. Uh, so I'm trying to do this one solo. So hopefully, I know I'm missing my awesome guests uh, and hosts, but I can try to run this one without them. I think I'm going to give you a great lesson today on uh, creating wealth and learning about where you stand in your wealth creation journey. We think about our wealth, we think about where do we compare to everyone else? Have you ever wondered, well, how am I doing compared to uh, my neighbor, my friends? Like, how, where do I rank in my overall wealth journey? And so, for today's episode, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about where exactly do you line up and how do you rank in your journey of creating wealth. Maybe you're excited to figure out where you're at. Maybe you're not. But at least if you listen to this episode, you're going to figure out where you are compared to everyone else. Also, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about where do these people in different wealth classes put their assets? So we're going to be talking about where do poor people, people that are in the lower 10%, 20 to 30% of the US population, where do they put their money when it comes to assets? And we'll also be ta- uh, discussing about where do the wealthy people put their money? What are they investing their money into? So in the wealth creation journey, one thing I've seen as a financial advisor is people tend to want to uh, invest their money in things that either don't bring value, de- depreciating assets, or when it comes to investing their money, they want to invest their money in the next best thing. Uh, I call it being a trailblazer. So a lot of times as an investor or a new investor, you think like, well, I got to find the next best thing, whether it's in real estate, stocks, whatever it is. You want to get in at a great entry point and you want to see your wealth accumulate, which makes sense, right? But what I like to refer that to as is being the trailblazer, right? It sounds great. You want to find that asset that's going to give you all this money. But in reality, if you think about pioneers and trailblazers, although it sounds glamorous, if we go back and look at history, you know, the people that traveled the Oregon Trail, one of my favorite games growing up as a kid, it showed that if you were an early pioneer, it was a pretty dangerous journey. I think it was about one in 10 people ended up dying 
on their journey from going to the east side of the country to the west side of the country on the Oregon Trail. There was all kinds of things that these pioneers didn't expect, like dysentery, cholera, really terrible weather conditions. And a lot of times, a lot of these people that are traveling, they inflicted harm on themselves through what they ate or uh, shooting themselves with their own guns or by accident and having quack doctors or giving their own medicines to themselves. People were their own worst enemies a lot of times also on these journeys. So not only were they dangerous, but people were left to their own devices to uh, hurt themselves. And so that's the danger of anytime you're a pioneer, um, it's, it's a treacherous journey. And part of being a good investor is not being the pioneer. People think it is. They want to be the one that spotted that trend before anyone else. But really what I found out the secret to being a good investor is kind of spotting the trend. So you want to be the person that spots the trend of what's working out for people versus saying, yes, I was the pioneer. Because a lot of times, maybe you do the journey successfully, but at the end of the day, no one's willing to follow you. So thus, even though you did it, no one else jumped on that train. So you don't get anywhere. Just my little analogy for you guys. So for today's episode, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be breaking down a really interesting article that I found. And it's from the Aspen Institute and it's written by Trina Paul. And what the Aspen Institute does is it analyzes the assets held by different households of different wealth levels to determine what's important when building people's wealth. So it's a really fascinating article because it basically takes the 10 different deciles of the population in terms of wealth, the bottom 10%, the top 10%, and looks at like what do they put their money towards? And when I look, read the article and I read through the research, I was like, wow, this is just kind of eye-opening, figuring out what people are doing wrong in terms of the bottom decile and then people at the top. There's things that are commonalities that you can see from the people that are at the top part of the deciles. So when we look at this, when we talk about what, what is it's defined as, you know, family's assets minus their liabilities. That's how they came up with the different deciles. They looked at the wealth assets. For those that aren't familiar, that'd be something like checking, savings, cars, even though cars are depreciating assets, they are assets. Real estate, stocks, and liabilities would be things like student debt, credit card debt, mortgages, and uh, you know, car notes. So if we started off, we look at the bottom 10%. Where do you think the bottom 10% put their money? If you're thinking about it, listen to this podcast and you're thinking like, okay, what do the people at the bottom, the, the poor people, the poor class, where do they put their money towards? And if you've thought about it, maybe you've come up with things like, well, they put their money in their car. And if you, that was your answer, you are, you are correct. People in the first decile from the zero to 10% their car was worth $7,700. So if they decided to sell their car, they would get that money back. And that sounds great, but they hold not the total balance sheet, not factoring in their debt, but they have a car that's worth $7,700. When I thought about it, I was like, man, that's sizable. It says that's a big amount for people that are in that low, the zero to 10%. Also, the second asset they generally had was a checking or savings account, which had on average... $1,250. So pretty interesting. I, one thing that was eye-opening is I did not think that people in that bottom decile, decile would have such a valuable car. And then when we go on to the second decile, so this is the people that are in the 10 to 20%, look at the value their car was. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about, all right, the second, the people that are in the 10 to 20, what do you think the value of their car was? And if you're thinking that it was more 
the people in the first decile, you were actually wrong, which I thought was interesting. People in the 10, 20% had a car that was roughly $1,972. And their checking and savings account on average were actually lower than the people in the bottom zero to 10. So their savings accounts were around $500. Now, why is this? The biggest factor is debt. These people didn't have the same debt amount as the people in the first decile. So one thing you can realize from you know these first two comparisons is that people in that first decile are putting an overwhelming amount of their wealth in their car. So just as someone listening to this podcast, try to avoid that. You realize the dangers of you know having poor money habits, putting too much money in your car. The second decile wasn't as bad, but they had less in their checking and savings. And, and that doesn't sound as good as the first, but Inherently, they had less debt. If we go on to the third, so that's people in the 20 to 30%, their car was worth $8,700. Checking account was up at $1,500. So the way I looked at this decile, I was thinking, wow, that's pretty impressive. Maybe you're someone that's starting off, you're, out of, you're just coming out of school and you're trying to build your wealth. Maybe you think you're, you're better off than Maybe you're hard on yourself, but maybe you're doing better than you think to have $1,500. So if you're starting off, if you're a new investor, try to realize that little amounts of saving can get you in a good place compared to everyone else. If we look at the bottom 30 to 40%, this section of people had another asset that they added to their balance statement. So if you're trying to think, what did the people in the 30 to 40%, what asset did they add? It was a primary residence. So people in the 30 to 40%, they had a car that was worth $12,865. They had a checking or savings account that totaled around $3,000. And their primary residence was worth $3,500. So what you saw here is people probably in the beginning stages of their wealth building, getting a primary residence and having a little bit of equity and skin in the game and where they lived. Take it to the fifth decile. So this is our 40 to 50%. Cars 13. A checking savings account was around $3,695. And a primary residence totaling $95,000. So I think if you're looking at this, I think this really is a, a great picture that shows the people that really want to build their wealth, they start doing some of these successful habits. So I consider if you're in that that middle range, you're doing some things right. This is kind of where this is where you want to start off your financial journey at, I think. You want to if you're in the bottom part, the bottom 30 to 40%, you're doing a lot of big mistakes. I think the cars is a real catastrophic thing to your financial success if you're putting your money there. And that's what you see in the bottom quartiles, the bottom deciles. Now when you get to the middle, you're starting to see people have some success in terms of not just having ample checking or savings, but they're, have, they're building up some equity in their primary residence. So I think that's something that's pretty eye-opening. If you go into the sixth decile, so these are people between, they're in the top 50 to 60%. I have a car that's worth $17,000. They have checking and savings accounts totaling $7,109. And their primary residence is totaling $164,017. And they have one new asset that we add to the people in the top of that 50 to 60 decile. Does anyone think they know what it is? If you said a retirement account, you are correct. 
Now, for this sixth decile, the 50 to 60% of people, they had a retirement account and it totaled only $4,086. So this was very eye-opening to me because I would have thought that people in this range would have a larger amount saved for retirement, but really only a little bit more than $4,000. And this is the top. These are people in the top 50 to 60. So uh, I think for a lot of people that I've met, I think that this is doable. And if, you've, if you're doing better than $4,000 in your retirement account, you should be proud of yourself. But it also shows something that's very eye-opening in that as a country, as a society, retirement accounts, uh, retirement planning is not as important as it should be. And if we look at where the state of, if you live in the US, if you're a US listener, so our social security system is going broke. It's on the paper. It's, it shows that it is going broke. And in 2034, we won't have the money that we need to fulfill the obligations of people that need money. So which means those benefits are going to be dwindling just naturally as time goes on. They're going to pay out less benefits. So you're going to have to rely more and more on your retirement accounts. And so as a society, we need to do better. Moving on to the seventh wealth decile. So this is the 60 to 70. Car was worth $18,874. Checking in savings account up to 12,000. Primary residence at $200,000. And then you have a little bit bigger Retirement account at fourteen thousand. So still, even at this seventh decile, fourteen thousand dollars in your retirement account really not that impressive. Like I said, we got to do better. People here they've built their wealth through real estate and their primary residence, totaling two hundred thousand dollars. So that's pretty good. Going up to the eighth decile, so this is people in the seventy to eighty cars worth twenty one thousand. Checking and savings account at fourteen thousand. Primary residence at a quarter million. And then your retirement account is up at the 50,000 range. So $50,402. So yeah, if maybe you've been tough on yourself and you think like, oh, I don't have enough safe for retirement. But you know, if you're at that 50,000 level or above, you should give yourself a pat on the back. It's, I know these are, it's a kind of a low bar, but still, I mean, compared to everyone else, you seem to be doing pretty good. And then if we look at the top 80 to 90, there's a new asset class that gets introduced to people that are building their wealth and doing a great job at it. Any guesses? If you said securities, meaning stocks, bonds, you are correct. So there's could be a you might have stocks and bonds or mutual funds, ETFs in your retirement account, but uh, if you're buying securities outside of it, that's the next step. So we look at the ninth decile, which is the 80 to 90%, you have a car of basically 25,600. Checking and savings account, uh, 32,000. Primary residence, totaling 325,000. Retirement account, 162,248. And securities, this one was only 2,500. So not a big jump in securities, but they have some. And that, and I think it shows a level, although the amount isn't a lot, it shows a way of thinking that I think puts people in this top class. It's they're, they're constantly thinking of a way 
to increase their wealth and make their money work for them. So they've started thinking outside of the retirement bucket and they're thinking about assets they can use now that are easily accessible before retirement or using it to transfer wealth to family. So just even though it's a small change um, or not a large amount in securities, I think if I look at everything else, I look at the value of the primary residence, the value of the retirement account, they're up dramatically from the the decile before. But I think just the way of thinking is what gets people to that because they're showing, even though it's a small amount in securities of $2,500, their mindset has helped them accumulate more wealth. And for the top decile, this decile had two assets that weren't in any of the other ones. Does anyone know what it is? Listeners, what is your guess? If you guessed ownership in a business or investment real estate, you are correct. So what are the people that are the top 10%? What are they doing that's different? Yes, they got their checking and savings. They got their primary residence. They have, they have the securities. Uh, but on top of that, they have either a business and or they're investing in real estate outside of the primary residence. So the top decile, they had a car worth $34,000 roughly, checking and savings account of $80,000, primary residence of $600,000, retirement accounts of around $600,000, securities, the stocks and bonds outside the retirement account of $120,000, and property, business or real estate of $30,000. So that is what the top people are doing. And so like going back to the beginning is you know, if you're trying to build wealth, don't be searching on YouTube videos, TikTok videos for crazy investment advice. Just look at this, look at the data, follow what's already there for you, follow the roadmap. You don't need to blaze the trail. You just need to follow the clearly lit path of what everyone else is doing and work towards that. Stay out of the bottom 30%. By avoiding putting your money in depreciating assets, especially cars, put yourself a cut above the rest or be better than the average by starting to put your money in a primary residence. Get to the upper echelon by investing in stocks and bonds, and then get to the tippy top, the people that are in the creme de la creme by investing in businesses, investing in property outside of the primary residence. And that's what gets you to be a cut above. I think when I looked at the stats and we look at the people that are in the uh, bottom decile, like how many of them had like a business or other property, and it was like 2.5% of the people. Whereas the top, it was like 40% held um, equity in a business or real property. So a lot of it has to do with changing you're thinking about what is valuable. So hopefully you got a lot out of this. Hopefully it shows you what the roadmap looks like in your wealth creation journey and being strategic and intentional of where you want to be moving forward. You don't have to overcomplicate it. Just look at what the successful people are already doing and avoid what the people that are at the bottom decile are doing, where they're putting their wealth percentage-wise. So Thanks for tuning in with me, listeners. Hopefully uh, that was a valuable piece of information with you. You won't get too many of these episodes where I'm just talking to myself and it feels weird without my my buddies, Serge and Matt. So, But hopefully you got something out of it and hope you enjoyed it. So thanks for listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now.
securities offered through Securities America Incorporated. Member FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of LinkedIn Incorporated or Microsoft Corporation. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.